0: it's The Building Code. I'm Zach Matovich. And I'm Charlie Burtwistle. We're back in the studio, and today we have the president of CBUSA, Bill Smithers.
1: President of CBUSA and close friend, Bill Smithers. That's
0: right. We actually just saw Bill last week for our big celebration here called BTU Night, quite the event, and we got to catch up with Bill. and He's really excited to come on, so I'm excited to see what he has to say about some important issues like inflation and what's going to happen with the construction industry.
1: Yeah, I mean, CBSA's entire model um, is basically saving people money and being more efficient. So definitely uh, two things that I'm sure our listeners care about a ton. And, and Bill is a fantastic guy and great speaker as well. Uh, he's actually been on the podcast before. That's right. Um, returning member. Returning the member. Code family. So you know we have an elite group of people that have been on multiple times. Uh, so you know this is going to be a good one. That's right. Let's get him in here. Bill Smithers,
0: welcome to The Building Code, a Building Code veteran. You did an episode with Dan Houghton back on episode 117. Welcome back. We're really excited that you would join us once again to talk a little bit about some of the things happening in construction today. Bill, how you doing? How you been since you were
2: last on? Uh, Doing well. Hard to believe it was episode 117. That was a great one.
1: (laughs) The best, obviously. (laughs) And for the, the listeners that weren't lucky enough to hear that episode, could you give maybe a, a brief intro, uh, who you are, your background, maybe a little bit about CBUSA?
2: Sure. I'm uh, uh, Bill Smithers, as you all know. I'm an industry veteran. I've been in the uh, industry for many, many years, probably longer than you all have been alive. <laughs> um, I uh, spent 10 years in the production world working for a company called Ryland Homes and uh, ended my tenure there as a division president. Uh, went on to start a custom building operation in Virginia, which is the market where I live outside of D.C., and found out very quickly that uh, transitioning from a very big going and blowing 500-unit-a-year operation to uh, a company where we did 15 to 20 a year, uh, our pricing was terrible. And uh, that was kind of the genesis of CBUSA and the reason that we put that together. We started working together a group of custom builders in Northern Virginia through our HBA uh, with the belief that if we combined our buying power in the market, we could buy better. And in fact, we did, but everything we did was being done on a volunteer basis. So I started CBUSA to carry the concept uh, to markets around the country and uh, that was back in 2004 and we have uh, grown significantly since then we now have 650 members uh, across 34 separate markets in the u.s Um, we basically bring together independent and custom builders at the local level to to do what we had talked about doing at the outset to combine their buying power and leverage it in the marketplace So we collectively have 14,000 plus starts a year, uh, about 9 billion in combined revenue. And if you look at us on a national scale, the 650 members of CBUSA collectively would be the sixth largest builder in the US. So that volume and that market presence is what we work with to make sure that independents can run their businesses better and buy like the big guys in the market.
0: That's probably one of my favorite things about CBSA, working here at Builder Trend, like getting to know these guys. We've had uh, Ryan on the podcast before. Charlie's worked really closely with you. The the a lot of the value too is just like connecting builders and letting builders kind of understand how other builders run their business, and then on the outside of that, also saving money with a very important part of the construction process is making sure you have materials.
2: Sure, and and you know the the objective we have of representing ourselves as one in the market is for the supply channel and manufacturers. A lot of uh, a lot of those folks thought that wasn't possible. That if you get a bunch of builders together, they couldn't agree on the time of day. But we've proven with our way of going to business and our systems that we can agree on specific things, uh, particularly as it relates to the way we purchase in the market.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, uh- on my bucket list is to attend uh, the CBUSA Power 30 <laughs> conference, uh, where you bring in some of the the best and brightest we're, builders across we're the country.
0: five minutes into the interview, and you're already <laughs>
1: trying to get. I always like to make pitches for some free travel, but uh, I do remember seeing, uh, hearing talks and things like that. It, it it is incredible. Obviously, the entire business model only works. With the best um, and most efficient uh, builders in the nation, if people are you know not agreeing on things or paying for things late or not paying at all, then it all comes crumbling down. So the ability to work together and and learn from each other, I think, is a really really cool concept.
2: Sure, and it's you know it's a select group. It's uh, it's not a fit for everyone. You have to be. Willing to buy into the concept that, that you don't know everything and that you can uh, you can learn from your peers. And uh, we've been able to prove that, you know, in market after market.
1: So, you said you started CBSA in 2004. Is that what you said? That's right. Okay. So, obviously, a, uh, quite a bit of change. Uh, you got to experience uh, 08 and, and then you got to experience 2020. And uh, now, obviously, you see some crazy inflation rates happening in the U.S., um, how do you kind of weather the course and, and maybe more recently, what sort of shifts are you seeing um, from these builders that you're learning from and, and kind of the general consensus there?
2: You know, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting question, Charlie, because our, you know, if, if you've been in any industry for a long time and you've seen the peaks and valleys, it does tend to give you a different perspective. Um, I know as we roll into our Power 30 conference, which is in September, for the record,
1: I'll mark my calendar. Uh, the,
2: uh, there are going to be people in there that are some of our top performers that have never seen a downturn, and and their perspective on what a bad market is is different than folks that have been at right. it for a long time. So yeah i mean I- inflation is certainly impacting us uh everyone knows what's happened with home prices and input prices and everything related to supply channel madness but uh, we still put it in perspective with where we are in in the market and why we see so much opportunity i mean uh, consensus now is that we'll turn the corner into 23 with, probably with 1.5 1.6 million uh housing starts and probably about a million of those will be single family, which is our bread and butter. And you know, we say, wow, that's down whatever percent from what we thought it was gonna be at the beginning of the year. But if you look at numbers that we had during the, the big housing meltdown, I mean, we, we got down to I think 550,000 permits. So in relative terms, it's still a healthy market. Is it as robust as it was Six or eight months ago, no, it's certainly not. But the impact of inflation and some of the other key economic drivers that uh, affect what builders do really are are weighing that down. But it, you know, it just requires us as an industry and as individual companies to to pivot to make sure we're taking advantage of where the opportunities are.
1: Yeah, I uh, so. For the listeners that don't know, I work on the on the data science team at Builder. Everybody knows <laughs> I work really closely with Bill. But one of my biggest pet peeves is people will be showing, uh, you know, timeline charts uh, of the you know housing starts and various. Other, I mean, pick any metric out of the hat right now, and they'll go back, they'll show from 2018 or 2019, even 2020 to now, and say, "Oh, look how awful this is. We're down so far." I'm like, "Go ahead and scroll that yeah, timeline just, back just about back it up 10 a to 20 bit. more years uh, to put into yeah. perspective uh, where we're really at right now." So. Hearing you you confirm some of those findings uh, feels good in the data soul. Well,
0: interestingly enough, too, we had an economist on on um, our last episode, Ernie Goss, and we talked about this quite a bit. And you know, he he basically also put it in perspective, like even during 08, Yes, a lot of businesses went out of business, but there were still houses being built. It's not like we're yep. going to see the collapse of the construction industry. They're the the builders with good principles, good foundations, good processes, good. Groups that they're a part of, right? Like CBUSA, it's going to be it's going to insulate you from those risks that you know ultimately lead to those uh, those situations that you know uh, put businesses out.
2: Yeah, and I know we'll have an opportunity to talk about it here during the podcast. But you know, the way that you run your business and the way you focus on the basics of blocking and tackling serve you well when the market is going up, when the market's going down, or the market is is staying put. So, that, that still is a big part of our push and uh, the way that we work with our members is to make sure that they understand how they're running their businesses and doing that as effectively as they can.
1: The other really cool thing about CBSA is you don't only have the builder perspective, but you also work really, really <laughs> close with uh, material suppliers and, and vendors and manufacturers with, you know, your partnerships and, and preferred vendors and things like that. Um What's the kind of general consensus on that side of the house? And is it difficult, kind of being the middleman and, and wanting the best on, on both sides?
2: It's uh, it, it, it certainly whenever, whenever you're trying to, to bring different sides of a transaction together, obviously there's going to be some level of uh, uh, friction and opportunity for success or opportunity for things to go a little bit sideways. We do focus a lot on the wants and needs of the supply channel and the manufacturers that we work with, uh, because obviously they want to grow their market share, not just across the board, but specifically with our network of independent builders. So when we're looking at the, the way that those relationships go, there's been a lot of, uh, we use the term in builder trend, as you know, transparency. So transparency has really been a big factor for us uh, and our manufacturers and our vendor partners, uh, the people that we buy from directly and understanding what's coming at us. We can provide some of the, uh, the data and the look over the headlights for these partners so that they get a really good sense of, of what uh, what things are looking like for us as we're preparing for putting foundations in the ground. And with our industry sector, we're a, we're a difficult uh, group to get data on. I mean, we have uh, we, we our, our starts don't always show up on the start reports. Uh, most of the forecasts and whatnot, and a lot of what the manufacturers will focus on is what's happening with the national builders. Uh, so, for us to be able to weigh in on a monthly basis with starts forecasts and uh, historical look back, even just thirty days at the at the type of volume that we have done plus pairing that with um, uh, kind of determining what percentage of wallet the uh, manufacturers and vendors are getting from us. That just that makes them a lot more engaged with uh, our members and much better able to put together programs that work for us.
0: So yeah, we kind of touched on this a little bit. I'm gonna bring it back to, you know, currently the inflation rate is hovering just over 9%. What is the actual tangible effects that you're seeing with the construction folks that you work with, um, due to those those price increases,
2: yeah, it's it's it, as you might imagine, it's a mixed bag. But the bar has gone up significantly. Um, we have uh, it's everyone in the industry and even outside of the industry knows what's happened with core commodities like lumber and steel and whatnot. Lumber's actually come back quite a bit um, from its highs. I mean, it was it as high as. 16, 1500 uh, per thousand board feet down to around 600 today wow. but that's still well above what what you would think would be historical averages of trading between three and 500. So I, I think that as we look forward and the way that we've adapted our operation is just with the understanding that we've essentially set a new baseline. Uh, for where pricing is going to be in the future. And uh, when, when when you get as bad as 1,600 per 1,000 board feet, 600 looks pretty good. You know, if you're looking at it from the other perspective and saying, well, you know, I'm used to 400. Well, you know, yeah, it went up. But we've we've been able to... Pass, the, pass those cost increases along to the to the consumer, and that's why house prices have gone up. So, all boats have really uh, gone up during the same time cycle. I think as we look forward, the challenge is going to be with many of the material uh, prices and the indices coming coming back in our direction. It's how readily we can go and get some of that uh, money back in terms of direct cost savings. And many times people will look at a buying group and us in particular and say, "Well, you know, you guys helped us when the market was going up." I, you know, I would argue that one of the greatest benefits that that we see with our network is we're tracking it closely and we help when the market is going down because the the folks that we buy from, I mean, the old adage is fast up and slow down, uh, in terms of pricing. So for, for us, we're constantly keeping, uh, keeping a bead on it. And when it's appropriate for us to say, Hey, it's time for a cost adjustment. We're going after it.
1: I love that. So you, I think that's a really, really cool perspective to have. And, and I'm sure a, a difficult one at times, cause it's, it's not always fun to be the, the realist in the group. And, uh, you know, Take a deep breath and say well this is where we're at now how are we gonna how are we gonna you know move forward from here so you mentioned lumber prices you know coming down uh, quite a bit uh from their all-time high the what other kind of materials are you seeing uh big price increases in and are they kind of following the same trends as lumber or there's are there some that are are coming down a little more slowly than that
2: yeah there, there have been i mean uh two in particular that impact us quite a bit are concrete and drywall and both of those have continued upward, and uh, I think there's going to be additional pressure as we go into 23 on um, on those two areas. And you know, they they it's not the huge biggest portion of what goes into the house, but concrete in particular. If it's a big house, found full uh, basement, basement slabs, uh, hardscape that goes around the outside. There's a lot of concrete that goes in there. And uh, as concrete goes, that affects us and the commercial construction industry as well. So does drywall. So those are a couple that are kind of going in the wrong direction. Some of the metal pricing, uh, copper, steel, those kind of things that definitely affect what we're doing, they've been coming down. So it's it, it, it's not to exactly where it was pre-pandemic, but, you know, certainly getting better. But, you know, we're, we're, we're constantly looking at those and, the impact that they have on the things that we buy. I mean, we've had, we've had changes in categories that most of us never think about, uh, like duct work, where, I mean, literally the ability to get the ducting that goes for the heating and air conditioning systems that we put in was a huge challenge this year. And it's probably gonna continue into the first part of 23. Um, things like 400 amp meter bases you know, you say, well, they're out there, they're everywhere. We're, for some reason, you can't get them. You know, it's very hard to do it. So people are having to kind of do dual services where they put two two hundred amps in, um, you know, that kind of thing, adapting to what the what the needs are. But yeah, I mean, y'all have seen it as well. The the industry moves as it needs to move. And I mean, who, in, anyone that is surprised when they get a notification that our delivery timeframe is going to be pushed back a little bit, you know, has been living under a rock. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of the expectation. Our perspective is that those things are all getting better. So it's not just the, the price piece, it's the ability to get it and to have that dovetail with the schedule that you've put in place. You know, windows are a high spend area for high-end homes. And I mean, we were we were 26 weeks for window deliveries out to a year for some of the real high-end products that were out there. That's all gotten better. I think the ones that were at the 26, 28 week timeframe are in the 14 to 16 week timeframe. Still a long time, but that's plenty of time for you to get everything you need to get done with the uh, pre-planning of a project and getting uh, getting things underway and having that still work with your schedule,
0: the little bird told us before we went on air that you were building a house. You you have to be a, a contractor's dream. You know, you actually understand <laughs> the delays. You know, you're like, ah, I get it. It's fine. You know, I know all the time. Windows twenty six weeks, whatever. I, I get it.
2: Well, as you know, someone that that does this for a living, I think the fact that I'm going to build a house right now is a good indication True. that we're, we're in a much better place in the market. You know, they were not popular conversations around the household for the past couple of years as to why we're not starting, even though we've had the land for a while. So uh, I, th- I think things are, are looking better. Um, we talked about it last week in a lot of our meetings. I mean, we see in the, in the year ahead, really next two years, I think there are going to be more opportunities for us as builders and particularly as a, as a buying group to, to do better in the market than we already have and we've done really well but when you're trying to put together a deal with a manufacturer that's over capacity and you want to talk about getting preferred supply and a discount you know it's not a not a real easy conversation so we see that changing a little bit as capacity comes back into the manufacturing sector and uh, the housing market cools off just a little bit
1: well if we see a huge you know uptick in the market when we release this podcast episode uh, it will be because people are learning that Bill Smithers is building a house
2: right now, and <laughs> right. hopefully it changes. It's a good, it's a good time.
1: But yeah, it changes homebuyer sentiment, and and we turn this thing around. <laughs> get this, get this thing out to the people. Right. Do
0: you think so? That's kind of an area that we were wanted to explore with you. You know, obviously, it's a lagging indicator of you know how people, the sentiment, and what people are looking about job starts. You know, do you do you think there is concern? With builders that homeowners are gonna kind of back out of the market, wait a little bit longer, maybe go more remodel versus buy. I mean, um, you know, are, are we gonna see job starts slowly decline here over the next four to six months?
2: You know, I mean, I, that's that's the question that everybody wants the crystal ball for. Mm-hmm. I mean, for,
0: for Charlie now. and I are just, you know, we're here to to ask the questions, Bill. We want <laughs> right. we want to know what you think.
2: Yeah, the the um, backlog is strong uh, as you all know, and as, as prices are getting better, that, that strengthens the kind of the margin that you have built into your backlog. Um, I, you know, we, we just don't see demand going away. I mean, people want homes. Uh, it was interesting in, uh, it was either July or June, uh, I think it was July where housing starts, single family housing starts were down uh, about twelve percent, but multifamily was up about the same amount. So people need shelter. Um, the the preferences that if they can buy, they want to buy. Uh, sure, we're looking at interest rates that are way above where they were. I think November we were consistently below three mm-hmm. percent, and now we're between five and six. So is that a big percentage increase? It is, but I mean, you know, a five and a half percent interest rate on a 30 year mortgage is is still a really good deal particularly if inflation is is high so you know I, I having been in the industry for a long time we sold and built houses at 14 16% interest rates
0: i was just going to ask you when you were getting in the industry um, you know, in the '80s, I mean, interest rates were as high as what, 18 percent?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. But you know, there were there were competitive products that were put out there to kind of deal with what everyone saw as a as a peak in the interest rate world. You're already seeing that now in the production world with adjustable uh, rate mortgages and buy downs and that kind of thing. So they're still getting interest rates to be in uh, in in, an, in, a, in a, I'd say a comfortable and viable range. But you know every percentage point that goes up, it has a big impact on, uh, on what your monthly payment is going to be for those that are focused on that. You know, For us, the, uh, the other key headwinds are the stock market matters to our sector of the market. Not all of our builders are in the high end uh, price ranges, but a lot of them are. And what's happening with your investment portfolio and your 401k matters a lot to, to that crew sometimes more so than interest rates. So we definitely see that as, uh, you know, some of the headwinds that we're facing, that combined with inflation and and the individual factors that go into uh, what's driving up the, the price of everything. I mean, labor rates, who would have thought that we'd be, we'd have fast food workers that are starting at 15 bucks an hour with, you know, like signing bonuses. So it's, but you know, when you're paying what you're paying for gas, you know everyone's cost of living has gone up, so you know it's understandable. Nobody likes it, but it's understandable.
1: Yeah, I think uh, we're getting pretty close on time here, but I'd, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask this question. Uh, we work obviously CBUSA and Builder Trend really, really closely together. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of your your builders use Builder Trend and vice versa. Um, do you hear kind of a general sentiment? I feel like technology in the construction industry continues to grow and grow and grow. Um, what sort of feedback have you heard from your builders about how you know a tech solution can help better plan their process, better manage their leads? Um, what what are you kind of hearing in that realm of? Things? Yeah, I mean, all,
2: all aspects of of running your business better are those are the things that are critical. I mentioned it before, regardless whether the market is going up, down, or or not moving at all, and. I think both Builder Trend and CBUSA represent improvements in the way you run your business. I mean, there's no secret that the best builders and the best-run companies get the best pricing in the market, and oftentimes they get the they get the best customers and the best market share. And for you know what we look at, it's it, it's it's all about controlling what you can control. And When your schedules are running smoothly and in sync with what you're telling your trades and suppliers, and you're issuing POs that are easy to understand, uh, you're delighting your customers because of the the interaction you have with them through a tech platform. Those are all things that really allow you to run your business better because our industry is just, there's so much waste in what we do. And a lot of that happens in the way that we transact business with the uh, vendors and suppliers that we work with. And you, you talk about a nine percent inflation rate that pales in comparison to what you're throwing out in a dumpster, or the the cost of uh, not being ready when a trade shows up, and the impact that has on the next pricing that you get for them. So. Anything that's gonna allow you to run your business better and technology is the key to that. We've been of that belief since we started our company and I know you all have as well. That's, you know, that's really the, the key because those tools are there. And you know there's a, there's a changing of the guard that has gone on over the past 10 years. I mentioned that there are a lot of folks that will be at Power 30 that have never seen a downturn. I mean, for them, technology and the use of your phone uh to run your life and you know with builder trend to be able to run your business that's real stuff that's not like eh, we might switch to that they're like no we want that we have to have that and the customer expectation on the other side dovetails with that completely they you know the days are gone of where customers are going to be satisfied just going and finding something and then tracking someone down to get an answer to their question you know we want to be ahead of them and really drive that experience for them, so that they they love the process and they love uh, what's being delivered to them.
0: Love it, Bill. Well, we are we are out of time. We could go for another twenty five minutes, I think, talking about this. Love your knowledge. You, you you can just tell you are a true veteran of the industry. So thank you for joining us, Building Code, and you can join that illustrious third time on the on the Building Code, which I don't know if we've ever had three three timers. So let's uh, make it a happen. Three peat. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Bill.
2: Re- ready to go. Thank you all very much.
0: We just had Bill here on the Building Code. Bill Smithers from CBOSA. Charlie, what'd you think?
2: Uh you like the
1: pause? Absolutely. I love the pause and always... You didn't like, know what I was going to say. No. Well, I did know because you always ask me what I think right after interviews. Oh, Charlie's over here predictable saying you need, to mix, in that we need to mix it up, I guess. <laughs> no, Bill was great. Uh, I guess my biggest takeaway was he said he was going to get us out to Power 30 this year. Yeah, <laughs> <He> said you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, getting lunch of to the that. studio. No, uh, I mean... You're, a, you're due. You're out. I, yeah, I try not to get my hopes up. But no, Bill is always great. I knew that was going to be a good episode going into it. Um, I thought it was a really, really refreshing... Um, perspective of the current kind of industry and state of the economy. I thought he he's approaching things with a really, really level mind um, and realist um, kind of attitude, I'd say. And I stand by a lot of things I said where, you know, a lot of times you just have to zoom out the X axis on your chart there, go back to 2000, go back to the 1980s. Uh, and, you know, he made it up, he made the point multiple times people need places to live, people want to live in houses. Um, and this is, you know, any downtick in the economy is just an, an opportunity to, you know, grab market share, you know, scale your business, become more efficient, really dial in processes. So I think a lot of times, you know, people are, are pessimistic and there's a lot of things to be scared about. You do have to pay attention to it, but if you approach it with the right mindset, um, you know, a ton of opportunity for growth and, and to, uh, turn this into a positive. And I thought Bill did a good job of encompassing that, that perspective. Yeah. It's easy to be reactive and panicky and
0: kind of, you know, listen to what's happening. But, you know, if you know your processes are solid, you know, that you've been planning for this, there's, you know, a limited impact that's going to have. And, and Ernie Goss talked about that a lot too. It's like, we're still going to have businesses that are thriving. yeah. Um, and a lot of it comes down to having the systems to support what you're doing and making sure you're being conservative with your projections and, and then going out there and get it and beating them.
1: Yeah. And I, uh, so Zach mentioned, we had our, our Quarterly town hall BTU night last week and our CEO uh, Dan Houghton who I'm sure is listening to this right now so uh, hey what's up shout Dan? out Dan uh, he talked about someone asked we had a live Q and A session someone asked him you know are you scared about you know this looming you know scary R word recession that's being thrown around. Um, he said, "Look, we founded Builder Trend in 2006. <laughs> We've been through this before, and we wouldn't be where we're at today if it wasn't for the 08 crash. Because it got rid of a lot of competitors, it provided opportunity for our business to scale, and people needed scalable solutions to help optimize their business, and that's what Builder Trend was. So it was a it was a motivational talk for sure, and um, I think that that applies to all of our listeners and, and anybody in any business right now.
0: That's right. Well, and put my history hat on. You know me. I mean." Recessions are a natural cycle of any economy, and sometimes it comes down to why why is the recession onsetting? And you know, in this case, it isn't um, it isn't like two thousand eight, where there's a collapse of yeah, the broader right. economic systems that brought down not just the United States economy but international markets. So. Yeah. I mean, I think for all our listeners out there, hopefully you enjoyed these conversations that we've been having. And, and thank you for joining us on The Building Code.
1: Absolutely. As always, make sure to like, review, subscribe. Join The Building Code crew on Facebook. Um, shoot Zach a, a nice comment. Um, give him five stars. Um, wow. Listen to this guy's tune changing all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. T- talking to Bill will do that to you. That's right. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next
2: time.